Welcome to Storytime at the Brew Bus, a weekly podcast where we talk about funny or interesting stories from the Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival that takes place every June in Manchester, Tennessee. I'm Daniel Horton, and with me is... Sharla Horton. So, on this podcast, we're going to be joined time to time with our year-round brew crew, which also includes Brooklyn Johnson, Chelsea Ray, as well as a lot of other friends that we have around our hometown of Huntsville, Alabama, where us and the Brew Bus are when we're not at Bonnaroo. So, first time, this is going to be kind of episode zero for us just to try this out and get a listening up and see how it goes we thought we'd kind of introduce ourselves a little bit if anyone's coming across this so charlotte can you tell me what is the rubus even though it's sitting 30 feet away from us right now <laughs> okay well most of you guys know the story of the rubus but i'll tell it again um the rubus came to us we went to bonnaroo and what was it was it 18 17 17 i think yeah. And we parked next to this really amazing uh, old school hippie bus. It was painted like a tealish blue. It had like uh, hippie designs all over it. It had a yellow submarine painted on it, peace signs all over it, etc. And we made friends with the couple that owned the bus. It was a couple named Bob and Tammy. And they lived at the time just like two minutes from the farm. I mean, they lived like right there. And Miss Tammy is the ultimate queen of Bonnaroo. She's actually been to every single Bonnaroo, even when it was Ichiku. Uh, and they, they owned this bus, and they had taken it to about, at that time, about six, seven Bonnaroos. We don't even really know. Yeah, and um, a few months later, after the festival, we had uh, made friends with them on Facebook and, and connected afterwards. A few months later, they just said, well, we're retiring, and we're moving to the beach, and we're selling the bus. They put it up on eBay. Um, I made a bid on it. I did not expect to win. Me and Daniel really didn't even discuss it much. We were like, ha, 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 what if we bid on it? Uh, there was like a eight hours left or something. Uh, made a bid on it. Turned out I got it. So now we own a bus. <laughs> it almost has like a superhero origin story to me because we were actually on our way to a free Portugal The Man show in Nashville, one of my favorite bands. And it was literally 10 or 15 minutes before the band went on that you told me, well, we got a bus to pick up this yeah. week. So a little bit more about the Rue bus. It actually is kind of like a rolling museum of Bonnaroo. That's a quick summary that I give a lot of people because there's so many little mementos and tokens from all the past Bonnaroos. On the laminated table on the inside are tickets from some of the first couple of Bonnaroos back in the early 2000s. Yeah, I think the earliest ticket in there is from 2004. Uh, and back then, of course, you didn't get wristbands. You just got a paper ticket. One of the cool things about it is everybody who ever visits, whether it's at Bonnaroo or if you stop by our house to see it, is encouraged to sign it. So there are probably close to a 1,000 signatures on there, I would guess. What do you think? I would say anywhere from seven, 800 to maybe 1,200. So, yeah, around really? 1,000. There's no way to really know. I mean, there's no way to tell because the outside of the bus is covered with signatures. And the inside of the bus is covered with signatures. I mean, it, that's kind of the, the part of the bus. And that was not started by us. That was started by Bob and Tammy. I mean, it's just such a super cool idea, I think. Uh, it's just one of the, the coolest things about Bonnaroo. And you know there's a lot of people that have signed it and just come back every year to mm -hmm. add to it. And they'll, they'll add, like, um, their little uh, year. So they'll sign it, and they'll be like, blah, 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 16. They'll come back the next year. 17, 18, and so forth. So if you're ever at Bonnaroo, track us down. We're usually in the general admission RV section. Come sign it. You know, come leave a signature, make a joke. 
leave a piece of wisdom. There's lots of different things like that. We're usually on that main road uh, in the RV section, the, like the little main road. So that's a cool introduction to the bus, but we wanted to let you know that this podcast isn't necessarily going to be about the bus. It's actually going to be sort of something completely different. Charlotte, can you tell me what your idea for this is? So I had this idea about a week or so ago. One of the things that really keeps Bonnaroo going to me, and one of the essential parts of Bonnaroo, is not necessarily the music, but the community. And within the community, one of the things that I, I really enjoy reading and I love talking about and I love hearing from people is all of the Bonnaroo stories, whether that be crazy stories about what's the craziest thing you've ever seen at Bonnaroo or uh, tell us the story about how you found Bonnaroo or uh, how about your first time experiencing Bonnaroo or the time you stayed up way too late and didn't sleep for four days or just all types of stories like that. Stories really make the Bonnaroo community. Um, and I think that telling our story of Bonnaroo, and not only our stories, but hearing from you guys and telling your stories of Bonnaroo, I think this could really make a great, great podcast for us. I think it would be a great way to like kind of archive these stories. Right. You see on the Bonnaroo website, they archive the old posters of mm-hmm. every year so you can see who played that year. And there's archives of, you know, old T-shirts and pictures of the farm for things that used to be there. They're no longer there. But... I don't think there's been a place that really kept all these. There's like, you know, a lot of different funny things on Reddit or Inforu or some of the uh, Facebook communities like Loophole to Reality or whatever. Mm -hmm. But this might be a fun way to like actually get people to tell in their own words these stories. Mm -hmm. So what we're thinking with this is that you guys might be able to leave us a recorded message or you can send us your stories and we can read it on the air on this. Mm -hmm. Um, We want to tell you a little bit about what we are doing with this podcast and what we aren't doing with it. So we're not going to cover like, rumors or anything like that or interviews with the artists. Um, there's already a great podcast for Bonnaroo stuff like that. It's called The What Podcast with our buddies uh, Brad and Barry out of Chattanooga. If you're looking for that kind of thing, tune into those guys. They've got that covered. We're not going to try to step on their toes at all because they do that amazingly already. Again, that's called The What Podcast, and please be sure to check them out because they do a fantastic job. I think they're on hiatus for right now while it's kind of like the dead season yeah. in like the late summer and early fall. Um, but they should be back soon. Uh, they're on Twitter and, and Instagram. Check them out. So we might cover a news item or two a week. Like for this, for instance, this past week, Vampire Weekend announced a tour of pretty much all of next year that left a big hole around Bonnaroo and makes them very possible. But other than stuff like that, we're not going to do anything like that. We're going to leave that to them. Um, What we do want to do is keep sharing these stories, so that's going to be the vast majority of the podcast. One thing we do want to give you a heads up on and give our listeners and maybe contributors a heads up on is we're going to keep this kind of PG-13-ish. So we don't want to get into stories that would advocate, you know, illegal substances or anything like that. We're not going to be judgy one way or another about anybody, you know, doing what you do in your private time, but we're not going to be advocates of anything on this podcast. So, um... Just giving you a heads up on what we will and won't be talking about. And uh, just ask that you, like I said, keep it PG-13 if you want to send us something in. So, like I said, we'd love for you to participate. If you have a story that you'd like to share, drop us a line on any of our social media channels and let us know about it. We're at The Real Rubus on pretty much everything, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, send us an audio recording. Send us a long message. Maybe we can even uh, have you call in sometime if you'd like to share your story. So, now that we've gotten all that out of the way... 
I think we have a little bit of a starter story that we're going to start out with. This happened back in 2016. This was on the last night of Bonnaroo, and I'm going to let Charlotte take it away. Okay, it was back in 16, we had went to Bonnaroo and we had a pull behind camper. It was a 1963 Yellowstone. It was a vintage camper. Um, I would take it camping and I would also use it as a mobile fashion truck to sell vintage clothes out of. Super cool little little camper. Um, that thing was a pain to pull behind. It was horrible and to be honest, we didn't have the best vehicle for it. It was an old uh, uh, Toyota Tacoma, wasn't it? Yes, it was a Toyota Tacoma, and the Tacoma had actually been up north um, most of its life and therefore had a lot of rust, and pulling the camper with the rust actually, like, <laughs> made the frame pretty much deteriorate. So, <laughs> uh, But that's not the story. The story is we had brought two of our friends with us, um, Brandon and Aaron. Now, Many of you may have met Aaron. He's been to a few Bonnaroo's with yeah, us. Yeah, Aaron's been to about three Bonnaroo's with us, and Brandon's been to two Bonnaroo's with us. And they were actually both with us this year in the bus uh, in 2019. Um, Brandon is the funnest person to go to Bonnaroo with. Like, if I could go to Bonnaroo with anybody, I would go to Bonnaroo with Brandon. He, he makes waiting in line hilarious. Funniest person at Bonnaroo. Like, he's hilarious. Um, I mean, just like super you know down for anything just ready to go um so it was 2016 again and it was the last night of Bonnaroo we had just seen Dead and Company so that's you know the version of the Grateful Dead but with John Mayer as the singer so I wanted to stay for and see all of Dead and Dead and Company um we were going to stay till Monday that was the plan we were just going to stay Sunday night well, after Dad and Company, we go back to our camp, and, you know, Brandon is just not feeling it. Aaron's not feeling it. There is a camper next to ours that was, like, blasting music from speakers and had a big light show going on and stuff, which is cool, but it's also, like, Sunday night, like, we just want to go to bed, etc. And this was a bit of a weird year because, as many folks know, 2016 kind of hit a low for attendance. So in many other years, there would be like big parties in the campgrounds on Sunday night. But since, you know, it was so sparse that year, I think a lot of people made the same decision like, oh, let's just head out. And yeah. there just wasn't as much to do. Yeah, so there wasn't really a lot of like actual like parties going on. It was just kind of a weird vibe. But we were just like, OK, we can just go ahead and head on home because Huntsville, where we live, is about an hour and 45 minutes from from Manchester. Uh, maybe a little less, a little more, give or take. Uh, but it's about an hour and 45 minutes, and we decided we're just going to head on home. Uh, so we pack up everything. We get the camper ready, um, and Brandon is going to drive. And we're uh, scooting along. We get out. We we didn't actually have a have a bad weight or anything to get out. I don't I don't think we did because again it was so sparse that year. No, we just left, yeah, and there was I think no we line. Yeah, just left. Yeah. Um, and so we get out, and we don't take the interstate. Like, when we leave Manchester, we don't typically take the interstate because 
again, it's only an hour and 45 minutes from Huntsville, so you can literally just hop, skip, and a few back roads, and you're there. Yeah, so we go through town next to the community center, and we I forget the number or name of the highway, it's but like we go... five or something, maybe? But it could, I could be. be wrong. I can't remember. But we go by uh, Manchester High School, going Coffee towards... County High School. Yeah. Co- is it? Okay, yeah, I can't Coffee remember. County High School. But sure. we go on the highway towards Tullahoma. Yeah. So... We go through town, and we're just going along all normally and stuff, and then all of a sudden, That's how it sounded? <laughs> That's how it sounded. Blue lights behind us. So we're like, OMG, this is awful. <laughs> um, I'm not going to be able to go to work tomorrow. What do? I'm going to get arrested. Like, I mean, you know, that every time, you know, any of you have who have ever been pulled over before, whether it be at Bonnaroo or just in your daily life, I mean, it's always a panic when you see them blue lights behind you. Um, so we see blue lights behind us. So Brandon pulls over. Uh, we're all panicked, you know. Me and Daniel are sitting in the back of the truck. Aaron is sitting in the front, and Brandon is driving. So the cop comes out. And it's a, uh, it's not a state trooper or anything like that. It's a Manchester City or Coffee County. Was it? Local guy. It's yeah. a local guy. It was a local police officer uh, from there in Manchester. And he's like, well, I pulled you over because you got a tail light out. <laughs> on the camper. On I don't camper, think the lights were on working the on the camper to begin yeah. with. Yeah. Again, a 1963 camper. Uh, we had a tail light out on it. And turns out. This cop was the most polite and nice cop I've ever interacted with in my life, ever. And he was genuinely like, I just want you guys to be safe. I want you guys to get home safely. Yeah, and I want to say, like, there are a lot of people that give the Tennessee State Troopers crap. And I'm going to be careful with my opinion here, but probably deservedly so. They're sometimes (laughs) challenging to deal with. But in our experience, the local law enforcement with the city of Manchester or Coffee County are super polite. They're glad to give you directions to their favorite restaurant and help yeah. out because they are genuinely, for the most part, happy to see Bonnaroovians come to town, mostly because we're having a good time, but also because we're spending money in their well, town. This this police officer was just the nicest guy. Now, that being said, he pulls everybody, well, no, he pulls Aaron out of the vehicle he makes it makes Aaron get out and he makes Brandon get out and he like checks their eyes to make sure that they're sober and stuff which we were <laughs> and uh he's like well I'm just real proud of you you got a good sober driver and we're like this is the nicest guy uh you know which everybody was fine um and he's like asking us what we do for a living and uh Brandon is working on the the tail light and stuff and eventually we get going uh and we're like Okay, that put us back like an hour, but we're fine. You know, by this time it's like one. Maybe later. <laughs> maybe later. I don't remember. Uh, but it's pretty late. Um, so we get to go. So we drive about probably about good 15 miles up the road. We were in Tullahoma. Yeah, we were in Tullahoma. Um, and then Brandon's like, where's my phone? <laughs> and we start tearing the um truck apart yeah and it's not there he realizes it's not in the truck at all but we realize that he can sign in on some apple thing and he can use the location finder right yeah oh yeah yeah 
So he does the location finder. And it's back in the spot we got pulled over. Yeah. And we're like, well, it's gone now. But we could tell that it was still giving out a GPS signal, so something was working. Yeah. So we decided to turn back about a good 10, 15 miles, right? Yeah. He pulls into a like a, a gas station or whatever and jerks the camper around because he's panicked about his phone because who wouldn't be? Um, and we go, we drive the 15 miles back to Manchester. So we get like... Right there in the middle of Manchester, uh, you know, the night of Bonnaroo. And I kid you not, if I'm lying, I'm crying. <laughs> His phone, it wasn't on the side of the road. It was laying face down, no, face up, face up in the middle of the road. The highway, the, the four lane highway, highway. in Manchester. And just laying there. And so we pull over, and he gets it, and it's not been run over. He has not a single scratch on it. It was a Bonnaroo miracle. It was a bo true Bonnaroo miracle. So we get back on the road, and we drive. You know, we keep going. We go through Manchester. We came up on a McDonald's. And I don't know if this was like a 24-7 McDonald's or, or what it was. Uh, but it must have been open pretty late. And we're like, yeah, we should get ice cream to celebrate finding this phone. So we pull up to the to the McDonald's drive-thru, and we I remember we didn't think that the camper was going to fit under the uh, the little um, drive-thru thing, uh, and some somehow it did. I'm pretty sure. But we get up there and we're like, yes, we would like blah 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 ice cream, and then <laughs> oh, the machine's down. As usual, as per McDonald's, you know, their ice cream machine is always down. Um, let's edit. Yeah, tell tell the thing about when part. you guys were, like, trolling me and then, like, how we got home at, like, 4 in the morning. Yeah. Because yeah, okay. we're running a little long. And so we didn't get ice cream. So we get back on the road. And Daniel over here is asleep by this point because it's, like, it's got to be 2 in the morning at this point. The Sunday night of Bonnery. Yeah, so Sunday I was understandably trashed. And uh, so, so Aaron and Brandon and me decided we're gonna just troll Daniel because he Daniel falls asleep like. Uh, so Brandon slams on the brakes while me and Aaron start screaming. So he's like slamming on the brakes, and me and Aaron are like ah, and Daniel wakes up and goes, what? I think I was like 75% asleep, so like I was aware enough to know that you guys were trolling me, but I wasn't aware enough to like troll you back. Yeah. Nope. You were, yeah. You were just like, what? And after all this, I remember we finally got home and like the birds were coming out yeah. and you could see like a little bit of light off in the distance. Yeah. And when we got home, we couldn't get the truck unhitched from the camper. <laughs> yeah. That took another good 45 minutes. That took minutes. another hour. Yeah. Yeah. So we made it home. We left Manchester at like midnight-ish and didn't make it home till like 5 a.m. because of all the stops. So moral of the story, stay overnight and drive home the next day, I think. <laughs> at least that was the moral for me. Yeah. So I think that's a perfect example of the kind of stories that we're looking for, right? Yes. So we have, you know, a number of these, but we would love to hear everyone else's stories. So like I said... Please send them in. Hit us up on social media. Write us, whatever. We'd love to hear them, too. So I think that's all for this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be doing this podcast mostly weekly, and we'll release new episodes on Mondays. We'll skip a couple of weeks from time to time when we're traveling or haven't had time to put together another episode. 
but we'll let you know on our Twitter account when that's happening. So if you want to send in your story, you can hit us up on any of our social media. We're at The Real Rue Bus on basically everything. Um, or if you want to email it, you can email it to the real rue bus at mail.com not like, gmail yeah not gmail but at mail.com the real rue bus at mail.com and let us know we can um just read your story if you'd like to type it out for us or we'd love to take like a voice recording or if we can arrange it and uh, coordinate schedules you can call in we'll have you on the show and you can totally be anonymous too if you want to Ooh, good idea yeah. good idea so i think that wraps it up for this week charlotte where can everybody find you online the real rue bus Yes, but you are somewhere else too, right? <laughs> oh, I'm also if a little bits vintage on Instagram is the best place to look me up. Uh, you can find me at Daniel R Horton on Twitter or just Daniel Horton without the R on Instagram. I don't even remember why that happened, but it is. And like we said, of course, you can find the Real Rubus on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, pretty much anything. That pretty much covers it. We'll see you guys for our next episode. Thanks for listening to episode zero, kind of a pilot. We'll keep doing this and see how it goes. Thanks for listening, and please get out there and radiate positivity. 